Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
I was lost in sin and shame, but he gave his life to save me. didn't really work out like it was supposed to. If you're excited to be in the house of God, if you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, give the Lord a scream. Now tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, this afternoon, we are partnering with the invisible to accomplish the incredible. And like Prophet shared with us last week, Blessed is she who believes, Luke 1, 45, for you will receive a performance of the things which you hear from God. So first love, this afternoon I want you to open your heart. I want you to believe that God has a word for you. Your healing is in the word. Your transformation is in the word. Your breakthrough is in the word. Your life is changing because of the word. And if you believe nothing is impossible, then give the Lord a shout and sing nothing is impossible. Impossible when you put your trust in God. Say nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His word. Say hearken to the voice. to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. Trusting in Him. 
trusting in his word. Hearken to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for me? And put your trust in God alone. we thank you that nothing is impossible with you and as we come before your holy word we submit ourselves to the power of your word that your word is able to change everything about our lives thank you for your miracle power that is activated today in our midst. We receive your blessing and your power in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Isaiah 42, verse 22. But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes and they are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey and none delivereth for a spoil and none saith restore. So, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel, to preach the good news, and to preach deliverance. So as I am preaching, you are being delivered from all works of the devil. And then he said, there is none, verse 22, that saith, restore. You see, so it's important what is said. When a word is spoken, that's why we sang the song, when you hear a word from the Lord, your answer is not powerful or it is well. No. Or nice teaching. Yes. Your answer should be amen. Yes. Amen is what Nehemiah said. When you hear from God, you say amen. So he was saying that his people, you know, he had, he had pastors. If you read from verse, 40, from verse 19, verse 19, he was speaking about his pastors. He said, who is blind but my servant or deaf? As my messenger whom I sent. Do you see? As blind as he that is perfect. And blind as the Lord's servant. The Lord's servant is blind. Verse 20. See many things thou observest not. And opening the ears. But he hears not. He's talking about his servant. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law. 
So God will take up his own word and make it a great thing. And the word of God is great in our midst today. And make it honorable. Then he says that my people are robbed and spoiled. And all of them are snared in holes. Do you see? And in prison houses. So a lot of captivities. So a lot of demonic things. And there is none that says, you see, to have it said. No, no one saith, restore. So when you hear a word, casual, whatever, remember that these apparently casual statements or words are all perhaps that you need to set you free. Why? Why? Let me tell you, when you go to a wedding, one day I was thinking to myself, when people came forward to give their life to Christ, I was asking that, is that all? But then the Lord showed me. Do you see when people are having a, their wedding, they come to the altar and they say, do you take this to be your wife? I do. Say, I do. Say, I do. Do you take this one to be your husband? I do. Will you, whatever, I certainly will. I said, that's all. Then you are married. <laughs> Suddenly, your life is changed with just a statement. I do. I will. Finish. And you are married. You say just a few words. You say I will, which means amen. And you are married. So, salvation equally, you know, and many great things, deliverance, comes from you hearing a word, listening carefully, and saying amen. Let it be so. So, God was not happy with his servants at all. In verse 19, he said, no, myself, I'm not happy with them. Who is blind but my servant? You know? Or deaf as my messenger. I'm not happy with them. Because they are not saying, restore. Amen. So I declare whatever is lost from your life, whatever the devil has taken away from these few years you've lived and has robbed you off, I say over your life, restore. Anything that has been stolen from you is coming back to you fourfold. Now, your own foolishness has caused you to lose certain things. But by the grace and the power, whatever has been lost through your personal foolishness, God is restoring it to you today. Receive restoration. Receive restoration. Recover all. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Hallelujah.
Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 28. Beautiful. Are you there? Through faith. Amen. Let's read verse 28. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood lest he destroy the lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch it. Is that not so? Verse 29. And by faith they passed through the Red Sea. Amen. You'll be passing through the Red Sea coolly. Which the Egyptians assayed to do were drowned. So through faith, you'll be able to do things which your unbeliever friends cannot do. Any unbeliever you know in your life, you are going to do things that they cannot do. You are going to have things that they cannot have. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, today I want, you to, I want to continue on faith. And I'm talking about, I'm preaching and prophesying to you about what faith loves. Yes. What faith loves. Now, number one. Faith pleases God. Amen. Amen. Faith does what? Pleases Pleases God. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 11 and verse 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So, faith, Enoch was a man of faith. If you want to know more about Enoch, read um, this book by Rejoiner, The Path, in that he had a vision and he met Enoch. He spoke to Enoch. He said Enoch was the happiest person he had ever seen before. So Enoch was translated that he should not die. So Enoch was, never died. He just continued. Next step, he was in heaven. No one could find him. Hey. 
People are wild with God. And he didn't die because he had this particular testimony that he pleased God. Yes. So because he pleased God, God exempted him. So exemptions usually come to people who please somebody. You get what I'm saying? That's why sometimes when there are things going on, they feel, oh, these people will be exempted. They will not apply the law to this person because he pleases the other one. Do you see? So, when you please someone, usually, a lot of rules don't apply to you. It's, a, it's, a, it's something that happens in life. You better get used to it. <laughs> That's how it is. Now, faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. When you have faith, you please God. Verse 6. So he's, he's explaining it a little bit. Without faith, you can't please God. Yes, without faith. Without believing a lot of things. So faith pleases God. Believing in things pleases God. Yes. Now, I know this shocks people, especially those who, you know, everybody has what he does easily and what you like doing. You get it? So, like, if you are the reading type, you read a lot of books and so on. So, you, you can't stand people who don't read. We wonder why they don't read. If nobody has proposed to you before and so you haven't had any encounters with the opposite sex, you also look down on those who are always having encounters. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't have feelings, do you see? Papa, don't, don't, I don't know. Those who don't have feelings. Maybe those who are wearing glasses, they don't have feelings. I don't, I can't tell. I can't tell. Huh? Yes. I see one of the pastors wearing glasses. Maybe he doesn't have feelings. They struggle with those who have a lot of feelings. Yes. And they feel that once you can stay away from doing this, that and that you please God. But you see, that statement is not in the Bible. Like, if you don't commit this sin or that sin, you please God. It's amazing that that's not in the Bible. And it's, and it's amazing that Enoch's wives and his family life was not mentioned. Yes. About why he pleased God. Do you see? But the Bible gives the explanation in verse 6 that without faith, you see, a person who lacks faith, no matter how good you are, you can't please God. Yes. And faith is what we lack. 
You know, recently, some of my lay pastors had a, they have their own lay movement now. So they had a conference. And one of the lay leaders of the lay church was preaching. And he told the other fellow lay pastors that, look, I should have been a pastor full time. I was surprised. He said, he said, I would have been a bishop. I should have been a bishop and a full-time pastor. But when I heard the word and I had the call, I was afraid and I couldn't believe it and accept it. So I would have, but he said, and he said, I was looking for money. That's the truth. You see, the truth is that things we don't do, we are not doing them because we don't really believe. We don't believe that God can take care of us. We don't believe that it will be well. We don't believe that heaven is just coming so quickly. We don't believe all these things. You must have some belief. You see, so when you read through the list of people who pleased God, that's why I said my first point today is that faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. You better believe, eh? Those of you who want to have happy relationships, maybe you should use this point and apply it to your relationships. Because whenever it comes to relationships, we all have in our minds what it is that the other person would like. Is it not true? Yes. If you grew up in a home, depending on what you saw at home, that's what you think. The, you, you, you don't know that you think so, but you think so. Yes. And you do what you saw. So if you didn't see anything, you wouldn't know how to do it. There are some families that don't hug. They don't hug. If they been apart for some time and they meet. They just stand and oh hello. Yeah. Sorry, how? That's that's how they are. They don't they don't they don't hug. Yeah. Oh Chaye, long time, long time. And they they all be standing there. Oh you are welcome. You are welcome. Some people they always say you are welcome. It's it's what they've known. As soon as you come say we're welcome. You just say wisdom. So, whatever you saw is what you have as a picture in your mind as what is good. Yes. So, if you want to be happy in your relationship, I mean, I have completely deviated now into relationships. Yes. Yes. But it's, it's a short deviation which is important because it affects how we relate with God. God when, we, when it comes to God, we have also what we think he will like. Most of us think that God will be happy if we are feeling free. No, not feeling free, feeling free or without feelings. And the fewer feelings you have, the more God is pleased with you. 
some of the sisters, sometimes a brother is on stage and you have a feeling. Like you sort of like him and after liking the person, you don't like yourself for liking the person. Or what I'm saying is not understood by... I'm sorry, maybe these are things that affect some other people. Yes. Boys also the same. Have a lot of feelings. Sometimes you are sitting by somebody and having feelings. And you are in the church. But you feel, are you listening? That God is happy with you when you don't have feelings. But the Bible is saying what God is happy with. That God is happy when you have faith. Yes. Faith. Yes. The more things you believe, and the more you believe in God and you believe in his word, the more you please him. So read the list of all the people that God used. By faith, Moses. Moses was wanted for murder in Egypt. He was wanted for murder. And that, that, that case never came on, by the way. Yes. No, when he first came, he came with the issue that let my people go. So they didn't even have time to start prosecution. Yes. I don't know what the lawyers will say, but that, the case never came on. Yeah. The accused absconded. He ran away. He himself knew that he should run away. Noah, he had a problem with drinking. But he's in this list too. You will be grafted into every good list in Jesus' name. Samson, he had a problem with girls. He's in the group. Rahab, Rahab, she was a professional. She was a harlot. Yes. And she had a lot of feelings. Yes. Because, you see, if you are a harlot and there's the other harlots, you, you, if, you, if, you are not, if you are not into harlots, you wouldn't understand this part of the message. And you shouldn't understand it because you shouldn't be into if you don't understand it, sit down. But if you understand it, then stand up. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be understanding this part. <laughs> one day I was watching a film and one of the lead the stars was, was a harlot. But I didn't know she was a harlot. Nobody in the film watching, we didn't know that she was a harlot. Till a man showed up in the film and he told them, I know you from New Orleans. 
And he, he told her, everybody misses you in New Orleans. Everybody misses you. <laughs> because you were favorite. Yes. They come and request for her. Yes. Because she knew how to handle people. So, Rahab was, I mean, she was known. Yes. Yeah. But she's in the list. Look at it. Hebrews 11, the list of. She made it to the Hall of Fame. Look at her name. By faith, the Hallot. Amen. And a lot of the people who are giving these great change testimonies, you see what's going to happen to them in the future. In fact, we've noticed that the so-called perfect ones. Now, you see, try not to look too perfect around us. Tell the person next to you, listen, please, honestly, I don't, I don't want to feel harassed by perfection. I, 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 don't, I don't enjoy it. I want to feel normal. Those at the back are not listening to what I'm saying. You see, those at the back. Faith pleases God. Some people are very concerned about how nice they look. Sometimes when I look at the choristers, I can pick out those who like looking nice. It's true. Now, I'm sorry to say what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is true. I can actually see that uh, they have a certain air of, you know, I want you to see that I'm nice. Huh? Is the choruses on that side? Or this side? No, it's, it's both sides. Both sides. Now, the Bible says that, I, I, I want to just give you a little warning about that. The Bible says that Satan loves to be seen as an angel of light. Angel of light. So anybody who likes an angelic presentation, you have something in common with the devil. Because you both like looking like angels. You are not an angel, but you want to look like an angel. Kamashiko Bayaba. And then also, there are people who like looking like, like they are righteous. And Satan is like that in the next verse. The next verse, it says that he likes to be transformed into a minister of righteousness. He and all his people. His ministers. Because truly, righteousness is not something, it's just by grace. Yes. Yeah. Sit down. You know, many years ago I, I said, you take um, Archbishop Duncan Williams. You know, he was going from Pussycat to Gondola to Keteke Wato Club. 
He was into drugs. He was everything negative. Now, at the time that God called him, maybe 1978 or 79, somewhere there, when God was calling him, there were professors in the university. There were people attending church at some of the high society churches. And there were dignified scripture union presidents and vice presidents. Scripture union secretaries. But if you call them, they wouldn't believe no nothing. If you send them, they won't go anywhere. So you see, the Bible says that harlots and publicans are entering the kingdom faster. Those who have this angelic presentation, you'll be surprised. They are the people who do nothing for God. Yeah. There have always been professors at this university just here. And people from the Trinity College, people from every Bible school. And, well, you don't want to do anything. People with good English speaking, whatever good schools, went to whatever, all the schools. They don't want to do anything. And it's the same in our church. All the good people, righteous, I mean people with one wife's table, marriage. They don't want to serve God. They don't want to do. When you mention full-time ministry, mission, they, ah, 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 they don't want it. They calmly just withdraw from the discussion and move on. And the Bible says that faith pleases God. Yeah? Believing in God and believing his word. Everything he tells us to do that we don't do shows that we don't believe him. We don't really believe him. We're just talking. Yeah. So, if you want to please God, it will never be from your morality. It will never be from your works. It will never be from what you haven't done. Because what you haven't done, you see, let's take homosexuality. More people are exposed to homosexuality now than before. So if you haven't, you are not. It may just be because you haven't been exposed to it before. You may not watch pornography, but it may be that you grew up without internet. So you didn't, in your time, there was nothing like that. So righteousness is very relevant. Uh, relative. Relative. To your circumstances. It's almost circumstantial. Oh yes. So if you want to please God, make it your desire and determination that if there is something in the Bible, you believe it's true. May I believe that uh, uh, what is his name? Jonah was swallowed by a whale. Although I'm a scientist, I believe it. I believe he went into the stomach of the whale and he was there for three days. And I believe it. I believe Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed by fire. I believe because it's in the Bible. The more you believe, I believe Jesus was born of a virgin Mary. And recently I, I, I've, I read that the... the the heart of a whale is the size of a car, wow. a VW car. Yes, that's the heart, only the heart. And, and you see, it's, you don't know science, so you don't know much. So when he said the man was in the stomach, I, the heart was the size of a car which four, five people are in. How much more the stomach? A chamber and hall, they would have been upstairs and downstairs even. 
the length of a, of a, of a blue whale go up to like 10 stories on a skyscraper. 10 stories, huge like that. So, you need to believe more things and always be honest. You see, when you don't pay tithes, you don't, it means you don't believe that God is the one who provides for you. This is your first thing. And you don't believe that if you give, it shall be given to you. You should just be honest. I like my late pastor because he said, I should have followed it. But you see, I did not believe. I would have been a bishop and, I, and he said I would have been a very good pastor because he is a very good pastor. He is. He said it himself. We didn't believe. So I didn't believe. So you didn't believe. And I didn't believe. So the ones who have believed and have gone, let's support them. He was telling the labor, let's support them. Because we didn't believe it. We should have, but we didn't. So honesty makes you say, look, it's difficult for me to believe. I can't. Lord, help my unbelief. <clears throat> Amen. That is a blessing. So, faith pleases God. And faith pleases. So, find in your relationship. What, what do you like? What does he like? We have a song. It's the breakup of my relationship. And you see, there are so many things in that song. You see, people break up thinking that. They wonder why. You see some girls, they're broken up. They can cry for months and weeks. They can't even understand why. They are broken up. Yes. Why? Why? Like that silly girl who was crying on stage <clears throat> a few minutes ago. <clears throat> crying. They don't know. <clears throat> what is it? Am I not beautiful? Am I not? It's not that. There's other things. Yeah. Other factors. Other things apart from how you look. One time, you know, we were somewhere and then there were, um, people were giving speeches about their marriages and so on. So every, everybody had to say something nice. Then somebody shouted from the crowd, she's beautiful. I mean, it was a girl, she's beautiful. And when she shouted, I thought to myself, well, that's how her mind works. Once she's beautiful, once she's what? Beautiful. That is it. <laughs> she, 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 she's good because she's beautiful. Not me. The Bible says beauty is vain. Not me. Put me aside and you can quarrel with the Bible, but I don't know. I don't see why you quarrel with me. <laughs> so when you see a bride coming up down the aisle, and you may be saying, she's beautiful. And by the way, a lot of brides don't look nice on their wedding day. I don't know who's been turning them into dead bodies before they come, before they come on stage. L let me tell you, man, during your wedding, this is also just by the way. I'm just on the side. Do not allow people to change you. What is this? you wonder whether he's got a mask on.
You go and bring a makeup artist you've never seen before. You don't know what she can do and you entrust your face to her. And she changes your hair. You look like a gollywog. Do, do you know what is a gollywog? Check gollywog and put it on, 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 the, on the thing. Gollywog. You can't be changing our beautiful girls into strange apparitions and phantoms of what they are. Gollywog, please. You need to have your dictionary ready. Eh? You have been alive upstairs in that office. G-O-L-L-Y, Wog, W-O-G, Gollywog. Hmm. Okay. Dictionary failure. Galatians chapter 1. Ah, have you found it? Gollywog. Uh-huh. A rag doll. A hairy caterpillar. A caricature of a black minstrel. You can't turn our beautiful girls into, put it back, caricatures. Find another uh, dictionary, please. There are more... If you can't find Galatians 1.10, let's continue. This is not part of the preaching. It's just on the side. I'm trying to preach very fast because of the heat so that we, we finish early. Do I now persuade men or do I seek to please men? If I please men, I will not be the servant of Christ. So remember that pleasing God is not the same as pleasing people. If you try to please people, you will not be able to please God. And that means you will not be walking in faith. And people really put a lot of pressure on us. We really, really try to impress people. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 32. But I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. Verse 33. But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. Okay? So if you look at verse 32, pleasing the Lord. So we can change the last part of this statement. Anybody who is unmarried cares for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may walk by faith. How he may walk more by faith. Do you see? Because faith pleases God. And Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God. So when you are married, you have to balance between Walking by your beliefs and pleasing a woman. And that is where the 
challenge camp. Some please God so much and destroy their wives. And some please their wives so much that they destroy their relationship with God and their ministry. So the, the middle of the road is, you, you, most Christians are in, at the left gutter or the right gutter. You have to aim to be in the middle of the road and be able to walk by faith and at the same time please your husband or wife. So don't go into the left gutter and go into the right gutter. And that's why you have to marry the right person. Because if you don't marry a controllable person, you see, you must test certain things. One is controllability. Can I control this creature that is moving um, around? So you see people, even you can't even tell your beloved to come to church. Or you can't even make her do anything as a beloved. That when you are married, you are, your powers will be even less. Yes. So you, you should test certain things. Yes. To see how much in control you are. And you should, you should test and assess the arguments. So anybody you argue with, you, you, the person is not submitted to you. If I argue with you, you are not submitted. You can't argue if I call the film stars and start, you wouldn't start arguing with me. It shows, it, it, it shows that, but you see, if you start arguing with me or, or shouting at me, what's the girl who was shouting in the, what's her, no, what is her film name? What was she called? Lily. If Lily was to be facing me like that, would you think that, do you think that she submits to me? I don't want to call her real name in life because what she was doing on stage, that's not her. She's actually a very sweet girl. Uh, oh, I know her. I know her. You don't know her. I know her. Yeah, she's not, she's not, she's all that is acting. Yeah. So I don't want you to meet her and think that she, she will just sort you out right now. Kabalabashabaya. Tell somebody, I, I want to really please God. I really want to please God. Amen. Number two. Faith loves creativity. Yes. Creativity. Write it this way. Faith loves creativity. Faith empowers ordinary men to operate in the class of God and to walk in creativity. Faith empowers ordinary men to operate in the class of God and walk in creativity. Have you written that? Faith loves creativity and faith empowers ordinary men to operate in the class of God and walk in creativity. Did you write that down? And then write this down also. Faith creates a new world for those who have it. Faith creates a new world for those who have it or for those who have faith. Hebrews 11, verse 3. 
Through faith, we understand that the worlds were created. Is that not so? By the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen. So, things which are seen today were made. Now, change the version. Maybe the word framed. Change the version, please. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what is invisible. Change the version again. Let's see. Got another version. Formed. By faith, we see that the world called into existence by God's word. So, you see, this is the explanation. This is what Darwin challenged. Charles Darwin. You know Darwin. Evolution. He went on a trip to a place called the Galapagos Islands. And there he saw species, you still can see them today actually, which were so unusual animals. And he, he recognized similarities between these different animals which are on these islands and in the water years ago. And so that was where it occurred to him that maybe this animal developed over time into this animal and developed over time into that animal. Yeah. But, but the Bible tells us how this world came so that what we see is created by what we do not see. Yeah. And it was, it was called into existence by faith. The word of God called into existence what we see by faith. Put it up. By faith, we see the world called into existence. So the world was called into existence through faith. Give me back King James. Frame your world. The world that you are going to experience the life you are going to experience will be framed and created by your faith and your beliefs. Amen. Yes. So, you need to know the word and believe many things. You know? And you need to walk in creativity. Faith loves creativity. To create is to have faith. Because when you start an experiment, which no one has seen before, you need faith. Yeah. It's scary. When I came into the ministry, I said, I'm going to be a pastor in full-time ministry. It was creating something new. When I said, we are going to transform Collegono, old cinema hall, into a church. It was faith. It was creating something. 
we created a place which brought Yongi Cho and his entire church growth international board to that place to come and dedicate it. Yes, faith. Yeah. Faith can create a term which is not commonly used, like a term like shepherd. Terminologies. Created words. Basenta. Batenta. Beloved. Basanta. No, no, not that kind of word. That's an exclamation mark. That's an exclamation or an exclamation mark. Beloved dozing. Andre concert. Film stars. These are all these are these are all new words and new terms that were not in use before. So when a person starts to walk in creativity, he starts to operate in the class of God because God is the creator. Now, if you care to read this book, I hope you are all buying Rejoiners books. Try to have them. It's, it's very anointed for us. In one of the books, he met with, um, I forget who exactly, but he was explaining to him about creation. And he said that, there are people who have walked in invent, inventing things. And many of them were close to God, but didn't know God. But they tapped into that part of God. Because we are created in the image of God. So we have creativity in us. So when you take that out of a person, you actually lower the person. So you see that human beings who are not creative or inventive, usually have a lower something about them. I don't want to say they are in a lower class, but they seem to be lower. It's lower something. Those who create will tell us that we can't come to their countries. You can't come here. Stay away. You can't come to America. They made a lot of things, eh? Stay in your, your, your school. Stay away. We've made a lot of things here, you know. Huh? We make, we make trains. We make cars. We make aeroplanes. Largest airline in the world is Delta Airlines. They use airplanes like buses. They make rockets, phones, televisions. In Ghana, if somebody has welded something, you can see that it was welded here. Look at the chair you are sitting on. Was it welded in Ghana? You can see that it was not welded by us. So wherever you take away creativity and people don't create. So when you start working in new things and creation, you start to move nearer God and creativity is God. So faith 
loves creativity. Yeah, it takes faith. It takes faith to start something new that has not been done before. So I'm going to start a new Bible school called Anakazo. Yeah. And it, t- it took faith for me to, to write in steel that this institution is not accredited and we do not want to be accredited by any secular organization. And cursed be the one who ever attempts to accredit us to any of these secular organizations. It takes faith, eh? Because I've not seen it. I've not seen anybody doing that. I, we do not want to. Actually, I've seen somebody do that before in America. Christ for the nations. Where is Idahosa Bible School? He said, we, we don't want to be accredited. They are not accredited. They don't want it. They write on our website, we have chosen not to be accredited. Because many of the accredited places are, you know, they, you can teach the word of God in such a way that people don't believe. How, how, how is that? How, 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 how can you teach the word of God that people will not believe? No, you can. For instance, if I teach you about um, David and First and Second Samuel, and I teach you that, oh, First and Second Samuel was written by people from the tribe of Judea. That's why they wrote about David in a positive light, and they wrote about Saul in a negative light. But Saul also did these good things and so on, and David, and they start to analyze it. Moses was a dictator, and he was this, and you start to see these personalities in a way of where other people see them. You still see that you don't believe when you read about when you read David singing psalms and so on, you start to, to say, oh, this man, he, he killed this person. He did this, he did this, and so on. And he was politically, it was all politics he was doing. Hey. Before he realized, you don't believe a lot of things anymore. So it's not knowledge, it's faith. It takes faith to build a church that never existed before and say, it will exist. Then you are walking with God, I tell you. You are walking in faith. Yes. And you know, in all of your businesses, all the business you do, the schools, you know, many people lack creativity. Sometimes I've sent people on missions because they lack creativity. Like when it's a new thing, they start to speak gibberish. But if you had, people had faith, many people would have gone and done well and prospered. More than they would have prospered even here. But they didn't have faith. And they couldn't walk in the creation of a new thing that did not exist before. Yeah. So don't be close to ideas. Most of the governments are closed to certain ideas. If you suggest certain things, they may humor you by just listening to you. But they will never do it. But you can see how helplessly incapable The roads are the same. The water is the same. Education. That one seems to be on a helicopter. That's landing on the earth. And maybe to dig a tunnel and go down. Never in the history of Ghana have we had a situation. One of my young nieces has gone to school for first time. It's coming home next week till next year February. Yeah. Creativity is that is different from distraction. Destroying things is not the same as creating things. Yes. 
Making everybody in Ghana wear Saito uniform is not creativity. It is destroying, it's bringing everybody down to a level. Trying to make everybody the same. It's not the same as creativity. That's not creativity. Making every school in Ghana the same is not the same as creativity. Cannot be. So, faith loves creativity. And you see, a person who has the boldness to create, to invent, to step forward, to step out, is a man of creativity and a man of faith. And God is with that person. Yes. Creativity does not mean destroying somebody's church to start your own church. Taking away some of the choristers to go and start your church. That's not creativity. That's stealing. I have never opposed anybody who steps out of our church to start a church. Or the person wants to go and have his own ministry. I've never opposed a person. Unless or until the person will tamper with our church. Because creating your own ministry is different from destroying ours to create your, to start yours. That's a different thing. So I've never, I've never opposed them because I have sons and daughters in the ministry who are not members of Lighthouse or UD. There are so many. I meet them. Recently, I met some in um, Malawi. And I told them, they, they, they make me feel like I'm a sailor. You know, some sailors have children in every harbor they go to. <laughs> children that they don't know when they say, hi, you are also my son. <laughs> Who's your mother? <laughs> no, I have many outside. But all that we say is, don't touch not. You see all my singers who came to sing on stage today? Yes. I'm always trying to let stars come out. You can see their stars. You can feel it. Yes. So if you come and take one of them, you think I will sit down and pray nice prayers. I will not pray nice prayers about you. Oh, you see me. I will now go to find what I will study. Start studying cases to see how to apply cases in your case. Yeah. <laughs> are you there or you are leaving? Yeah. Tell somebody I'm moving in creativity. Yeah. You see the songs? I said, that's what we will sing in this church. If you don't like it, go away. Go away and sing what you want to sing where you are. Yes. And you see the songs that Ida sings? Beautiful songs. People are afraid to do such things, but we are doing it. It's being sung all over. Yes. You don't like it, you can lamp it. That's what my mother used to tell me. Kasha <laughs> Palaba. Number three, faith loves victory. Mm. First John 5, 4. Now, faith loves victory. Are you writing it? Then write, continue writing. And faith brings about victories. Yes, it's faith that brings the victory about. Faith brings about victories. 
And then faith makes you operate in a series of divine victories. Faith makes you operate in a series of divine victories. Hallelujah. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. Did you write, did you get it or I should give it again? Faith loves victory. Yeah, if you, faith loves victory. And faith brings about victories. Faith causes victories to come about. Hallelujah. Faith makes you operate in a series of divine victories. That's why we sing the song from victory unto victory. Hallelujah. Faith brings about victory. Now notice, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. You are declared an overcomer today. You are not being defeated in this life. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now, this is the victory. This is the victory, or this is how the victory comes. Even our faith. This is victory. Faith is victory. Faith loves winning. Faith generates victories. It generates superiority. It generates the winner is generated by the faith of the person. All great people who have worked with God, they have a belief strongly. You know, when I entered Malawi, going to preach, I mean, I said to myself, only my beliefs will make me to come here because there's nothing to get there. It's the third or fourth poorest country in the world. Yes. And many of the places I go, we are going to Dar es Salaam for the next campaign, healing Jesus campaign. Faith. People who don't have faith, they're always going to America, England, Europe, and so on. That's all they know. They think victory comes from being in America. Victory comes from being in England. Victory comes from being a European. Victory comes from having a passport. Those are not victories. Victory is walking by faith. You move from victory to vi financial victory to financial victory. Yeah. Personal victory to personal victory. Faith generates and causes the, you see, he's telling us what it is that makes us to overcome. Uh, tell me the problems that you have or that you haven't had. There are people that have opposed me in my life fought against me. My, my faith is what will cause me to overcome. My belief in God, my, my studying the word and believing. Yeah, I entered into full-time ministry. I didn't know how I would live. But faith, my faith in God kept me. You see people today coming to full-time ministry, they want everything. I entered into full-time ministry not having any savings. Not having what? Savings. <laughs> yeah, had no savings. Bishop Saki had no savings. 
Bishop Eddie had nothing while he was working for some time. I don't know if he had saved. I'll ask him whether he had saved when I see him. <laughs> but I'm sure about myself that I had no savings. But my faith When I stepped into full-time ministry, I was living in my father's room, in his hotel room. And, I, and there was I risking my life. And my wife had married her. And I had one child, two children. How am I going to live? Where are they going to go to school? This is the victory that overcomes in this world, faith. I believe God because God gave me a vision. He showed me myself walking on a path and I, I saw a heap of gold coins. When I got to the gold coins, I said, this is it. I stopped. I wanted to get a tipper truck to load the tipper truck with the gold in the vision. Oh, this is what I was trying to do in the vision. And the Lord said to me, no, no. Don't do that. Take just one handful and put it in your pocket and keep moving. So I put my hand into the coins and I tried. You know, no matter how you try, your hand cannot take so many coins. There is a maximum number of coins. Yeah. But I had to pluck the coins and take these coins and take them. And that is all. I should leave this big heap and just keep walking. He said, on the way, on the way that I've called you, you see more of these ones. I'm saving you transportation and security issues and so on. In South Africa, in the last six months, there have been 150 attacks on bullion vans. 150. Armed daylight bombings and robbings. Daylight of cars carrying money. So God was saving me from can you imagine my tipper truck with the golden coins? It would have been an easy target. Yeah, I'd have lost it all. And I'd have lost the future ones too. But a small one in my pocket. No one knew that I had it, so I just moved it. When I reached out, I just pay. So I had money to pay when my son was going to school, when Joshua was going to primary school. I sent them to a school that was starting, but I knew that a school that is starting, the fees would be low. Look at him now. First class in law in, in England and called to the bar. The same President, President Nakufado was called to the bar. The same, what is it called? Something, something. What? Lincoln's Inn. Yeah, same. He says he has dropped it. I met someone uh, last week. He told me I'm doing PhD in economy. Econo economics. So I said, are you going to come in full-time? He said, on the next day when I get the PhD, the next day, I've thrown it away, I'm into full-time ministry. That's what he, told me. he said, the next day after getting it. That's faith. PhD in economics. Called to the bar. I said, I need God. Faith is a victory, financial victory. If, if my pastors had believed me when I preached to them about mortgage, and all these debts, if they had believed, but they didn't believe. The one few ones who believed, few guys believed. 
Oh, yeah, you see, they've, over, they've overcome financially. Yeah. I have one of my pastors. He, he, he spends, he spends $10,000 on the ministry as though he's spending 50 CDs. He's one of the few people who believed. Anything I ask for, his, his first thing is to give $10,000. He just has the money to give. He's one of the few people I said, market is not a good thing. He believed it. Rest didn't believe it. So, Bishop doesn't know anything about business. Doesn't know anything about this. Doesn't know anything. About, but he's grateful. He's grateful. There's nothing he will not give. I've watched him. A lot of people don't believe. If they had believed, you believe. It becomes your victory. Victory in ministry. Victory. Is it one pastor, he was reading my book, Mega Church. And he said, look, Somebody said, Bishop Doug, you don't know what is doing church, church. He said, look, he has written everything in his book, Mega Church. It's not in our church. He says, written everything in that book, Mega Church. He said, he's written everything there. What they do. Yes. But people don't believe. Church planting, church work, God's work. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. You believe it or not? Do you believe it or not? If you believe it, how can you find yourself resting? When people are joining choirs, film stars, this group, going for outreach, having crusade, and you are sleeping, with, you are snoring like a hippopotamus. Or how do you say hippopotamus? Or what? Hippopotamus. 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 That's how you are supposed to say hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Okay, hippo, 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 hippo. Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Tell somebody, Hippopotamus. That's it. Financial victory is declared in your life. Restoration is declared in your life. You are recovering everything you have lost from today. Amen. You are becoming a man of faith. Amen. Stop asking how shall I? How, how, how? How many points do you have? Three. Number four. Faith is a mystery. Wow. Faith is a mystery. Faith loves mystery. Write it this way. Faith loves mystery. Faith is a mystery. Faith loves mystery and faith is a mystery. Hmm. Faith is mysterious in its working. You cannot see how it works things out. You cannot see. If you are waiting to see, you may never see. Faith is a mystery. 1 Timothy 3 verse 8. It says, likewise, the deacons must be grave, not double-tongued, not given to too much wine, not greedy or filthy lucre. Verse 9. 
holding the mystery of faith, of the faith. The mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. You, you have to hold on to this mysterious substance, this mysterious power. The most potent spiritual force is mysterious. How will it do it? How will it happen? How will it? You see, that's what I'm saying. That when you start asking, are you not Jesus? Are you not Mary's son? Well, when you start asking certain questions, your faith vanishes. Whole faith is a mystery. It's mysterious in its workings. Yeah, how, like how it actually works things out. I don't know if you're asking me. Faith is not a principle that you are following. No, 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 no. He said, hold on to the mystery of faith. It's not a principle. So this principle, this leads to this, leads to that. When you put the pressure and you press it down, then you press it and you press enter. Then it, 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 it's not science. Force over area. Force, force is equal to mass times acceleration. Isn't it? V, v, v is equal to RI. V is what? Voltage. It's equal to resistance times current. You don't know what it's I'm talking about. Hmm? Weight is equal to what? Mass times acceleration. Gravity, isn't it? Gravity is what? 9.8 meters per second. Or you are using 10 now. You probably, but it's 9.8. The, the, the real figure is 9.8. Yeah. Faith is mysterious. If you want to see something clearly, then maybe you should resign. Look, take some paper and ask the person whether he wants to resign. You can resign from God now. It's mysterious. If you want to resign. Faith is a mystery. And the things of faith are mysterious. So you see, you can't, you see, when you try to follow God, you see that, ah, my God, I thought you believed in righteousness. Why do you choose Rahab the harlot? Why do you choose David the murderer? Why do you choose Moses the murderer? The Bible was written, most of the Bible was written by three murderers. Wazawa. <laughs> All of you who have been given great change testimonies. God is going to use you amazingly. One day you will write a book about your life. And people will be shocked. They will say you? By that time you will be wearing glasses. And, and they, they will not recognize you. Yes. By that time you will be wearing glasses. And they'll say, is it you? Now you bring out a picture of you in your young days. You better keep all your pictures, please. Yes. You bring out your picture and they say, is it you? They say, you say, it is me. This is how I was like. But Jesus changed me mysteriously. You know, I've often tried to ask God, God, don't you like righteous people? Don't you want goody people? Goody goodies. He doesn't seem to choose such people much. Joseph was about the only goody goody person that he used. Of all the characters in the Bible, Joseph was like the A1 person. Like he went for fornication. No, no, no. Even though he was a young man. And the, the woman had given him a wild scholar. She was wearing her wild, this type of panties, and she came around and said, No, 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 no. The woman was shocked. She had not seen a young man like that. She said, No, 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 no. Put on your clothes. Come on. Respect yourself. And she said, I don't respect myself. I said, you respect yourself. 
Joseph was like the only person, eh? But when God was saying, this is a man after my own heart, it wasn't Joseph. It was rather, it was rather David. Yeah, the man with the feelings. You know, David had so many feelings that when he was very old, they wanted to test whether he was near to his death. So they brought a young, beautiful girl. And when David just looked at her, he said, what can I do now? I cannot do much. Then they said, no, he's dying. They sent messages all over. He's dying. Faith. Now, how many of you don't want to work with faith because it is mysterious? How many are going to accept that it is actually a mysterious thing? Yes, it's mysterious. It's not so clear. Yes. Some of the people who are singing today, it's mysterious that they are singing here. They, they never thought they would sing here. I didn't know them. I didn't know they would sing here. Yes. It's amazing. Whom God loves, whom God chooses. Receive the choice of God. God is choosing you now. Seriously. Hmm. Faith loves preparation. Hmm. Hebrews 11, verse 7. Hebrews 11, verse 7. By faith. Noah, being warned wow. of God, wow. being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with what? And prepared. Prepared an ark. Faith loves preparation and victory loves preparation too. <laughs> He prepared an ark. Yeah. So you see, victory loves preparation and faith loves preparation. As soon as faith hears a warning. Now I'll tell you something. When you are a young person, how many have ever heard your parents warning you about certain things? Raise your hand if you've ever heard. Ah, daddy was saying, mommy was saying, your uncle was saying, your grandmother warning you about something. Faith loves preparation and Faith responds to warnings. Write it down. Faith responds to warnings. Anything you hear that sounds far-fetched. It sounds far-fetched. It means far-fetched means it cannot happen. It sounds like it can't happen. Anything like that, tell yourself, I will believe it. Because honestly, a flood that everybody is going to drown in, I tell you, I myself, I must confess that I find it a little difficult to believe. But recently I watched, and I will show it to you, some floods that happen in a certain country, African country. I watched a video of it. I couldn't believe my eyes. It rained six weeks continuous. Yes. Now, it wasn't like there was somewhere to go. The water came and they were, the people were on top of the last place and the water was all around them and they were coming for the people with helicopters. And you see the helicopter will come over the water 
then they'll try to, you see, the crowds were trying to come into a helicopter cannot take more than whatever. It was something. If you see, then you see that, hey, the newest act thing can happen. Yeah. What am I saying? Warnings sound strange to those who are being warned. Always a warning sounds, be careful of this. He's just talking from his experience. You know, he must have had a bad as well. You know, these old people, this, this, this. How many have ever felt that way when you were warned about something? You just said, oh, he's in the 24th century. He's in the 18th century. That's why he's talking that way. His day is past. That's how warning sounds. One day I was with a pastor somewhere. And I had a, a back, I had a back pain. Then he, he told me something. He said, he, he told me, look at your age. And he, he, gave me, he gave me some advice. He told me some things about back pain, which I had not heard before. He, he warned me, actually. One of my spiritual fathers from Asia, he, he just, he told me, you know, this pastor, this happened, this one happened, this one, and be careful because of your age, this, this, that. One day I went somewhere and a, a pastor told me something. It sounds far-fetched. He told me, I have dogs in my house. He was giving me advice. <laughs> and he said, they were very wild. I don't know whether it's his house or his children's house. Very wild. Then nobody con could control them. But then they called the person who feeds them. So when the person who feeds them came, they calmed down. And then he gave them. Then he told me, he was giving me a parable. He said that, he told me something about the church. He said that the people know who feeds them. The people know who feeds them. From the dogs. He was saying this story. Yeah. You see, when an elderly person is warning you, Noah was warned of something incredible. There was no video to watch. When he heard it, he prepared for that event. Can you believe that less, probably less than 2% of people have a will? And even of a certain, one, one that was with a millionaire and he told me, he said, most of us millionaires don't have wills. A millionaire telling me, most of us millionaires don't have wills. Can you believe it? Meanwhile, they are warned of death. So they attend funerals every day and it's a warning that you could be next. <laughs> the young man who died this year is a warning that you can go at any time if God decides. What will you do if, it, if you are gone? Being warned of God, he prepared. So when you have faith, you prepare for eternity. God has told us about heaven, hell, has told us about rewards, has told us about how we are going to live in heaven. And people are sitting there coolly, will not prepare. You will not win souls. You will not join in the outreach on Saturdays. You just come and sit in church on Sundays like a just, I mean, you there, you just come to receive like it's a restaurant. There are two types of people who attend restaurants. Those who work there and those who come there to just enjoy. Yes. The film we watched today, it was a restaurant and you see workers. The lives of the workers. 
There are those of us who work in this first love church, building 10,000 attendants. Not 10,000 records, 10,000 physical attendants. Swollen Sunday, Basentes, Batentes, Basanta, different groupings. We are working because we are preparing. I'm preparing to stand before Jesus. When I stand before him, I, I, I don't want to have... There are certain topics I don't want to do, those topics to come up at all. <laughs> I want to be bowing my head down like this for crown after crown. When they finish with the crown of righteousness, so you can go to the other celebration hall for crown of glory. I said, okay, thank you. And I'll go to the other side. <laughs> I go, so, bow your down your head for crown of glory. Then I go there. And they said, another crown. Oh, there, are so, oh, they tell, there are so many crowns were not mentioned in the Bible. So I really said, yes. Many crowns. What about you? Noah was warned and he prepared. Look at it. Look. Noah warned of things not yet seen. You haven't seen it before. But he was warned. Sometimes you see somebody in a relationship, you want to say, this man will be like this. Where? Are you sure? I really love him. I really... This girl will become like this. Being warned of God, they are never moved. But Noah was a man of faith. Faith loves to prepare. When you see a man who has prepared so many things, it shows that he is a man who really believes. Now, especially things not seen. You see, most of you, you move by the things you know you've seen. Ah, this one I've seen, I could die. This one I've seen it before. You've seen it. What about the things you've not seen? The things you've not seen are so many. Have you seen Sri Lanka before? No. So you see, I don't know why. Have you seen Malaysia before? No. Have you seen Japan before? So many things you haven't seen before. So many things. Heaven will never see it. If heaven was never promised to us. Wow. So brothers and sisters, put my scripture, I like, I like this one. Eh? We should stay here for a small, small camp meeting. Prepared what? An echo. You see Noah nailing a boat in the middle of a crowd. And when you ask him, so how will you take the boat from here to the sea? Even let's take even just leg on here. He decides to build the, the boat. How will you transport it from here to Labadi? The guy was really is he a man of faith. And when he finished, he now was finding animals. Do you know how I've been struggling to even Get antelopes. And you soon see, and those of you who have not seen antelopes before, at least you see some in Anakazo. Antelopes. Yes. I asked you last week about a lion. And most said no. What about a snake zoo? You don't want a snake zoo. But you want a lion. Huh? Snake and lion.
How many points do you have? Five. Number six. Faith is hard work. Hmm. Yes. Faith is not cheap confessions. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3. For we which have believed do enter into rest. And he said, as I have sworn, hmm, you shall enter into my rest. Verse 11. Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. So faith and verse 12. So faith is to labor. Labor. You have to labor. Look at verse 11. Let us labor to enter into that rest. Lest anybody should fall under the same example of unbelief. So faith is not cheap confession. I believe I have a car. I believe I'm rich. I believe I'm this. I believe I have this. I believe I'm going to heaven. I believe this. I believe, I, I, believe I, I have a Mercedes Benz. I, I believe I have the job. I believe. Let us labor to enter. How do you labor? Verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful. So you labor in the word. The word of God has a powerful effect. You labor in the word. The more you labor in the word and soak in the word, and listen to the word and work in the word. The more you, you believe more things. The more you study the word, you, you analyze and you realize that it's not a small thing for Noah to build an ark. You search and you, you think about it, you meditate. Faith is not just a soul. I believe I have a beloved. I believe I'm, I'm getting my I believe my wedding is very nice. I believe that faith is not cheap confessions, please. Let us labor, labor, verse 11, to enter. There are places you are entering in Jesus' name. Every world that has shut you out of Europe, you are entering Europe now in Jesus' name. But you need to labor. Yes. Faith is not just saying things. We have a nice marriage. 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 You labor in the word. You find me somebody who labors in the word. I'll show you somebody who is strong in faith. Yes. Let us work hard. Work hard. Faith is hard work. Hard. Hard work. Hard. You work hard. Let us labor. So that we can enter into a place where you see that our faith has worked. So, I believe I have a Land Cruiser Prado. You see, people have made faith turn into nonsense. Yeah. And it looks like rubbish, rubbish preaching. But faith is hard work. Let us labor to enter. And you are entering 
whatever has kept you out, you are entering now in the name of Jesus. And finally, faith is love's rest. Faith loves, works hard, and faith loves rest. Ah, God rested after six days. You'll be resting soon. You'll be resting soon. Hallelujah. So Hebrews 4.11 says, let us labor to enter into that rest. Amen. Let us labor to enter into that rest. Now when you have faith, you are not agitated. You are calm. When you are a man of faith, you are calm. You've proposed to the girl and she's not saying yes or no. Shall I take your time? God day. Oh, man. She should be there. She know that. You, you, you just have to check your words and look. God will provide. There are more options. Faith is resting. You, you labor to enter a place of restedness. You are not agitated. Yes. Do you know how many things look out of, out of my reach today? Many. They look like it's impossible. Today I was praying and I was seeing, you know, it's as if I'm just a newly, newly a Christian. You know, the things that I feel that God wants me to do, it looks so impossible. I don't even know how to do them. But faith. Yes. Faith. So you labor, you work hard, then you relax. So if no brother is proposing to you, you say, take your time, say, look, I'm nice, I'm full of glory. Just join the choir and just flow, yes. Join one of the, look, those who are in the groups in the church, just follow, you see what I'm saying is a prophecy, just do it. Don't be out of things, yes. Recently, we wanted somebody who makes blocks. I immediately asked, because I know somebody who makes blocks. I said, what about that person? You see, when you are not known, your name never even comes up. So those of you who sit in church and a bus just brought you, nobody here knows you. As soon as we close, I tell me, me, what are you going to do in the Shia? What are you going to do in the house? What are you going to do in the house? What are you going to do in the house? Nobody knows you. We need culinary stars to help us to make the kebab. I've been told that this kebab is the best in the whole of Accra. This one here. I've heard a number of reports. Somebody even told me that I'm, I'm losing a lot by not eating that kebab. Because I've not been given my portion. I'll see them after. I'll saw them out. Don't worry. I'll saw them out after church. Yeah. You are entering. A calm. Isaiah 28 verse 16. Beautiful. Isaiah 28 16. It says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, I lay in Zion a foundation, a stone, a, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Okay, you are not in a hurry. You are, you are taking your time. You are, you are rested because you believe. Yes. You, you believe. He that believeth shall not make it. When you see that you are, you are rushing, you see that, you see, you see, you become a thief just now. Yeah. 
How many have stolen before? Most of the time, stealing is from what? Rushing. Yes. You don't have faith that it will be given to you. You know, one day, somebody stole something from me. I called him and I counseled him. Yes. I told him, what do you need? Anything you need, you ask me, I'll give you. Yes, I'll give you anything you need. I'll give. Don't, you don't steal. If you steal, you, 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 you'll lose your job. That was the advice. And it is true. You just ask, you just ask me, I'll give you. Yeah. So you see, when you start stealing, it's because you are rushing. But if you have faith, you say, oh no. Hey, there was a prophecy that I'll be packing my car here. I believe it. I will walk and I will take transport without stealing for the rest of my life. And God himself will take care of me. Yes. By the grace of God. Yeah. Whatever you don't have, there's no hurry. Yes. Whatever you don't have, there's no hurry. He that believeth shall not make it. What you don't own, don't worry. God will make you, you will not, you will be surprised. Look, I can show you people today in this church. Eh? Some of them you think they are high up. They were all staying at in uncompleted houses. They were squatters. Do you know, do you understand when I say squatters? Do you know what, as, what squatters are? Like people who stay any uncompleted house, they stay in it. You see them top people here driving cars, air conditioning. They were all squatters. Yes. It's mysterious. Don't ask me how. When you ask me how, you've also asked me an exam question. I can't answer. You get what I'm saying? Because faith is a mystery. If you ask me how you're going to be promoted, I also don't know. How will you get a beloved? I also don't know how you can get a beloved. But I know that you will have a beloved. But if you ask me the how, that is a part I can't answer. It's mysterious. But relax. You see, girls, when you become agitated, you'll get pimples. Yes. Just, just relax. Your skin, your face will even change. You see that you are, you, are, you are worried about something. Just relax. The more relaxed you are, the more beautiful you be. Oh. He that believeth shall what? Not make haste. When I say he that believeth, you say shall not make haste. He that believeth shall not make haste. He that believeth he that believeth shall not make haste. He that believeth whatever vision God has given you, it will come to pass. At the appointed time, it will come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus. So whatever has been spoken over your life, whatever you have read in the word of God, be comforted in your heart. Faith is to rest. Faith is to trust. Faith is to take God at his word. And say, Lord, I believe. I don't know how. I don't know how or why or what. But I believe. Yes. How many have stayed in an uncompleted house before? Yes. Your air conditioning. You see, you will be pressing remote on air conditioning. Yes. Yes. One day you will say, I, I need to go and sit in a turtle to just to remind myself of what is turtle. I want to, I want to just, I just want to have the feeling again of my torture days. Can I have an amen from somebody who believes? Kala 
Stand to your feet, everybody. Faith loves to rest. I hope you wrote that one down. Faith loves rest or loves to rest. And faith is hard work. So faith is hard work. It's also resting. So when you see people who doesn't rest, he doesn't have faith. Father, thank you for the blessing today, for healing us today, for touching our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now look at me, everybody. If you are here hmm, and you don't have Jesus as your Savior, it means you don't have faith. Christianity is called the faith. The faith. Don't have faith. You don't have Jesus. Today, I want to pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Without that, you have not started. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You want to give your life to God today. Raise your hand, and I'm going to pray with you specially. This is your chance. I see your hands. I see your hand. I see all your hands. God bless you. I need to start with God today. That's the beginning. To start with God now. If you want to start with God, a new walk of faith. To follow Jesus, your hand must be up now because this is your chance. I will not give you this chance again. I'm warning you, it's your time to prepare for God. God bless you. If you've lifted up your hand, walk towards me right now. Walk to me in the front here. Come on to Jesus. Give him your life Come, let me pray with you very quickly. I want to pray with you right now. God bless you. God bless you. I want to give my life to God today. Let him have his way. This is your chance. This is your chance. This is your chance. Come to Jesus. Let him have his way. Give him your life today. Lift your hands and say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus. Oh, I can't hear you. Say, Jesus, thank you for today. Please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to you, Lord Jesus. Wash me, cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I give my heart to God today. Thank you, Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I am a child of God and I'm born again. I will follow Jesus for the rest of my life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Give the books out. Don't wait for me to say anything. Just give the books out to the people. Now, I'm giving you a book. It's my gift. What's your name, my dear? Lois. Beautiful. Lois. You are the second Lois in the church. There's the first Lois. Amen. Now, third. Okay. Yeah, you are the third. Lois the third. Okay. Where do you go to school? Legon. You know, God made me ask you your name because your life is changing from today. Amen. A new day is beginning. And many of you here are you listening? Oh, look at me, all of you. I'm talking to Lois the third, but I'm talking to all of you as well. 
your life is changing because faith changes everything. When you believe, you, know, you see that you are different from everybody. Noah was warned and he believed. The others didn't believe anything. They didn't say, we, we, we believe nothing. But today, you are believing. Is it beautiful? Are you going to obey God? Are you going to follow Jesus? Amen. Which school do you go to? Ideal College. Which school do you go to? Methodist University. Which school do you go to? Working. Which school do you go to? Legon. Your life is changing. I hope it's clear. What's your name? Charlotte. A great change begins today. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see, the Bible says, there is none that saith restore. No, nobody is saying restore. You are restored today. Lift your hands. Father, restore these ones. Let them be declared restored to you, to your will, perfectly, forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As soon as we close, come to this corner over there. Wave your hands, girls. All on that side, come there. Those of you holding this book, your life will never be the same. Amen. God bless you. You may go back to your seat. And you may be seated. Take your communion, Zechariah chapter 9. Tells us the power of the blood covenant. Verse 11. It says, As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. So today, Every prisoner in a pit where there is no water, no refreshing, no one to love you, no one to marry you, no one to help you, no one to care for you. Out of a pit, I'm sending thy prisoners. By what? The blood of the covenant. Kama shaka pasadala. Oh, I'm reading a, wrong, a verse you don't understand. As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners. Prisoners out of the pit. So you are coming out of every pit that is holding you today by the blood of the covenant. Do you believe the blood of the covenant is working for you? Somebody here, you are not having water at where you need water. Receive water today. 
Verse 12. Beautiful. Tell you to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope, even today. Today do I declare unto thee that I will render double unto thee. God is going to restore double back to you. God is going to restore double back to you. Whatever you seem to have lost in your life's journey. Do you believe in the word double? I will render double. I will render double. Double. So, you know, God has rendered whatever it seems that I've lost by being a full-time minister. God has rendered double to me. God is, what grace is on me is on you too. Receive it. Stand to your feet. Take the bread. Father, thank you. According to this covenant, let there be a double restoration. He that eats my flesh, drinks my blood, has life. Every prisoner comes out of every pit. By this covenant, in the name of Jesus, the body, the bread, the body of Jesus Christ. Zechariah 9 verse 11. As for you, by the blood, are you seeing the verse? By the blood of thy covenant, I have sent you forth thy prisoners out of the pit. Any chain that is holding your leg, you are free from it today. Amen. The blood of Jesus speaks for everyone here today, Father. Thank you for this blood, the blood of your covenant with us, Lord. The new covenant in thy blood. We receive it, we receive deliverance from every chain, every pit. In Jesus' name, the blood of Jesus. your hands for your blessing thus shall you bless the people by saying restore recover return receive these three words restoration restoration of whatever is lost in your life. Recovery. May you recover sevenfold. Whatever seems to be lost in your life, you are recovering it sevenfold. In the name of Jesus. And the third word, return. Whatever has gone away from you, I call it in the spirit. Come back home. Come back home. Come back home. 
years of your life that seem to be lost. I command them to be recovered in Jesus' name. All the days of your life that seem to be spoiled, I declare restoration over them. Over them. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord restore all things to normalcy in the name of Jesus. Your health is returned to normal. Your eyes are returned to normal. Your body is returned to normal. Your breasts are returned to normal. Your kidneys are returned to normal. Your liver is returned to normal. Every cancer cell in your body is returned to normal. In the name of Jesus. Every strange symptom in your life is restored to normalcy now. In the name of Jesus. Every strange diagnosis over your life is cancelled and you are returned to normal. In the name of Jesus. Every journey you are making towards the grave Every journey you are making towards your grave now, I return you back to where you were before in Jesus' name. Let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. Every advancement that you are making towards your grave, towards a mortuary, towards your funeral, I cause you to return back in Jesus' name. Let me hear your loudest amen. All types of imprisonment of your life, social imprisonment, psychological imprisonment, marital imprisonment, financial imprisonment, socioeconomic imprisonment, spiritual imprisonment. I declare all prisoners set free today. I declare all prisoners set free today. I declare all prisoners set free today. Let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear a louder amen. In the name of Jesus. All types of bondages and imprisonments of your life. Every relationship that is not good for you. I curse that relationship now. Every relationship and friendship. That is destroying you. I curse that relationship now. In the name of Jesus. I purify all your relationships. In the name of Jesus. Receive restoration. Receive recovery. Receive a returning to normalcy. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and thank God for restoration and deliverance and recovery by the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you. Give thanks to God. Everybody give thanks. The Bible said this is where Jesus gave thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks with a grateful heart for recovery. 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 Rama Shola Baba. Restoration. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Take your offering out. Take your offering. If you have your tithes, let me pray over your tithes. Father, thank you for everybody giving tithes today. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your tithes, walk to the front and place your tithes in the front. Everybody, everyone. Hallelujah. Bring, pay your tithes to the Lord and prosper. Tell your neighbor, pay your tithes and prosper. No tithing, no prosperity. Tell your neighbor, give your way out of poverty. Amen. I see somebody flying, but not far, to Nigeria. I'm back. Receive a safe journey. Hallelujah. Now, everybody take out something special for God. Don't say, I don't have. No. We have. What we have is okay. No loans. No mortgages. No debts. No borrowing. No fake businesses. Just what we, the little we have. We can give it and it can be used. Amen. Amen. Take your offering out and lift it up. Father, oh, at the back, outside, everywhere, I need to see hands. Father, thank you as we give our offering today in Jesus' name. Now, take out your boosters, which is your coins and something else to encourage the offering. Let me pray over that one too. Find something to add to the beautiful offering you are giving. God has blessed us with sunshine, sunshine. The sun is shining on the earth and we are also receiving it. Those of us who are brown are becoming dark brown. Those who are light brown are becoming fully brown. I tell you. <laughs> Lift your offering and your special gift. Father, we thank you as we are presenting today. Faith loves to sacrifice. We thank you that we love to give to you. In Jesus' name, I pray for 110 new cars to be released into this congregation. 110 new cars. Prophetically, in this offering today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, some of you are going to wish you had given an even better of ashes. Receive the offering. Because according to the offering you were holding, that's the type of car that you are going to get. So if your offering was really, really good, it would have been something about, if it's something you become, get a Picanto. Or one of those little cars. I-10. You never know which offering is going to be a prophetic offering. Hallelujah. So this is a sauna. Those of you who have never been to a sauna, it's what rich people do. You get it. So if you've never been to a sauna, this is an, an, a chance to experience a sauna. So write it down. S-A-U-N-A. Sauna. So you learn how to you go to a sauna in church. And then, yes, consider it as being in a sauna. And then you are joining an upper class. I told you you were being grafted into something that you are not naturally a part of. 
True or not true? Amen. Now, when is uh, the next Swollen Sunday? It's about two or three weeks away. Oh? Three weeks. So we are building up towards our Swollen Sunday. We are going to have 7,000 chairs. See, we are heading towards 10,000. After the 10,000, we'll tell you the true vision. The true vision is not 10,000. I don't want to bother you with the real vision for now. From glory to glory. Amen. So we are, we are bringing 7,000 chairs here. So everybody has to bring two or three new souls. Never think that the souls are finished. Look, when you leave here in the evening after the Andre concert, when you pass the KFC road, you see people dancing, booging, party clubs, prostitutes, the whole place full. As we are singing, to God be the glory here, people don't know. And the power of God is real. You see the guy who gave the testimony how he fell down at the back and he was carried. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of power around. Yes. And you, you think that it's just something of people are just acting. One time I was with my security guard. He was not even from here. We were on the stage at the crusade. And the power of God was so strong. To everybody's surprise and to my surprise, I just turned to my side and there he was on the stage. The person who was rather protecting me, somersaulted. Somersaulted on front of us in the stage. He was falling off the stage and started going into convulsions. Nobody could control him. It was amazing. In fact, that day, I would say for me, was a turning point even in my own faith. I saw that what is happening here is there's some power at work. He was carried off the stage in convulsions. He was never the same after that. He saw that there's some power around. Real. He's a professional. He's a presidential bodyguard. Yes. Not of this country. Another country. Yeah. So, you must believe all these things that are being said in church. Prophecies, things that are being spoken. Believe. believe. If there was no power, we can't be here. Yeah. So, I need you to have faith. Really walk more, deeper. Labor to enter into the places that God has designed for you. It's not going to come naturally. If you think somebody's just going to come and start dishing out things to you. So, take this, take this, take this, take this, take this, take this. No. Cursed be every thief in our midst. I declare a curse on you. You are finished. You are finished. In the name of Jesus. Say amen. Amen. Yeah. How many are going to join in a church? How many don't belong to any group? in the church. Raise your hand. Everybody who wants to join something today, raise your hand and stand up quickly. You want to join anything. You don't know what. I'm going to do a special meeting for you. You want to join something. I need you. You want to serve. So you mean after all the preaching, only one, two, three? Ha! Okay. 
As soon as we close, which side? Podcast corner here. Please come to the podcast corner. Who is going to come and meet the Vivaldi? Is going to be there. Thank you. You may be seated. On this side, this place is the podcast corner. So come here. If you haven't eaten our kebab, you don't know kebab yet. It's the best fried yam, the best kebab, and the best pork. Jesus never said we shouldn't eat pork. He cast the demons and they went into the pigs. But he didn't say we shouldn't eat it. It's a blessing. All right. Put your hands together. Who is coming up? Madam X. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.